Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey you ready guy oh heck yeah Oh, okay, heck yeah, pal. Miles. Here we go, pal. We're going up air. Here we go. <laughs> oh, folks, the league just keeps on leaguing, and the incredible basketball just does not stop. We're here to discuss the latest from around the NBA with NBA analyst Sarah Kustak. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad boosties. Wow, we did it the same Nailed way it. this time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, let's welcome our guest, Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst with the Brooklyn Nets. How are you, Sarah? Welcome I'm to our fantastic. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. Good to see you. Good to see you. I mean, there's so many exciting things we have to get to, uh, but yeah. the Cavs. Like the Lakers. Like the Lakers, of course. The Sixers, you know, we're trying to break even. The Lakers get their first win. But the Cavs, though, we thought they were going to be something. They they look really, really good. Like the Cavs are the team that everyone was like, yeah, I could see them like even being like a, a six, a five seed. Like, And, and now it's... Yeah, early, very early. Everything we very should early. we should just yeah. like footnote everything with like 
uh, this is very we early. Can. Can, but, can we, but, but, but to your point, like I think early on when they made the trade for Donovan Mitchell, understanding how banged up they were at the end of last season um, and yeah. the injury, you know, Mobley being injured, Jared Allen being, it's kind of the ebbs and flows of that. Uh, but how they look and like the potential of, of Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell together and the bigs and just their entire yeah. fit, I'm, I'm really excited about. And I think just the taste yeah. of the experience they got last year and now heading into this season. Um, yeah. But, that, but that's like part of it. That's part of the East. We could look at players or teams that have had a lot of the the stars uh, for many, many years. Uh, but there's there's new iterations of, of young players or how teams are playing that are um, that are really fun to watch, but also producing on the floor. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, his interesting stat is he's averaging 32.2 points per game. Second highest in league history in a player's first six games with a team. Second to Wilt Chamberlain no. in 1959. Yeah. 36 points. Yeah. Anytime you're with Wilt, that I feel like that, that says a lot. Yeah. Off to a rip. Off to a rip. He had some, as Jabari called them, soul snatchers in that win over the Celtics. <laughs> just like yoking on people uh, in, in ways. <laughs> and... Just having fun, like he just gives them something that I think every team needs. They needed like that A list, you know, just somebody who like wants the spotlight and wants the ball in his hands at all times, uh, especially in the clutch. Yeah. The Cavs are super fun. The Celtics continue to be really, really scary, really good yeah. on both. Their offense looks better than it did all last season, I feel like, for, for some stretches. So they, they figured something out. Like we said, we still love KD. One of our favorite things on the show about KD is like he's great at spotting young up and coming talent and then like his relationship to like the younger generation of players like there there's that clip where he was somebody was like yeah that this dude uh 21 year old says he like wears number 35 in honor of you. Oh you want to hear that? <laughs> yeah, let's play let's play that audio. Kevin uh Earlier this year, uh, Raptors rookie Christian Coloco said that he wore 35 in honor of you and you were his favorite player growing up. Uh, what does it mean to have a player um, you know, wear that number in your honor? He said that? He said that uh, earlier this season, right when he was drafted. How old is he? Uh, 21, <laughs> maybe? Man, that just shows that I'm getting old. Every time I hear stuff like that, I'm like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you watch me grow up. All right, I mean, uh, you, you uh, watch me as you was growing up, I mean... I just feel old, but I mean, I, I always appreciate stuff like that. I mean, you never know who's watching you when you're out there doing your thing, and you want to inspire and ignite the whoever's watching in some way, some shape or form. So it's always cool uh, hearing stuff like that and uh, seeing him wearing my shoes tonight and 35, so I, I, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, he noticed. He added a little. I should have been more on that in the Toronto yeah. broadcast. I, did, I didn't realize that about Coloco. Um, but maybe his frame and all that stuff, that's great. But that that's that's a part of what I think with this league and now in this era, and this always happens, but just the changeover of a lot of these young stars uh, that are coming into their own or those that are coming into the league and um, seeing some of the things they're doing. And yeah, I mean, it's have a broadcast tonight, Indiana Pacers, but Benedict Matherin and like watching him and watching his athleticism and then being able to say, oh man, I wonder what he's going to look like in two years and five years. Um, and right. it's, it is so hard to predict because there's so many different factors that play into that and the work ethic and the fit and what team guys are on. Um, and that's why I think watching Kevin Durant and the consistency of what he's done in right. the entirety yeah. of his career 
the resume he's put together, but just how he plays, you know, and during some of the injuries, like all of that stuff. So watching him now in the early part of the season, it's like, man, it's, it's wild. It's wild. He's a person in the league I most feel like I'm watching someone who, both both when he plays, but also just like in interviews, like somebody who genuinely like loves basketball so oh, much. Yeah. Like just has such an awareness of everybody's game, what everybody's doing, like knew about Ja when he was at Murray State and was telling people before it was like on the mainstream media radar, like this is the dude. Like a true hooper. Like he just, he sit there and yeah. watches everything. Like you were joking about League Pass. It's like he's someone who is sitting there on League Pass. Like I want to watch this guy. I want to watch this team. And yeah. then part of it yeah. maybe, you know, I mean, I think all guys now with scouting and film and you're thinking about stuff in preparation for what you play. I think he just truly loves the game and appreciates what guys have poured into their craft so much that it's a big part of that. Right. And his ego doesn't get in the way of any of it either. He feels like an objective yes. observer and appreciator of the game of basketball and there's no agenda. And he's like, wow, that, that's wild that that kid really likes was like watching me play. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, I'm glad I'm able to inspire people. I like that he was also kind of like, oh, yeah, the one with 35 and my shoes. Yeah, you were clocking something, Katie. I, don't, I, see I, don't you. I see anything. All right. And before we throw to break, Miles, shall we do our Boosties underrated performers of the week? I feel like we should yes. just call this the yes. Jabari underrated performers of the week. This is where super producer Jabari, who has his all seeing eye across the league, is scanning, scanning, scanning for performances <laughs> that may have flown under the radar. Of other mm-hmm. people, certainly not us. No, no. I mean, I squarely have my eye on every single game. The omniscient basketball minds who host this <laughs> podcast obviously didn't fall under our radar. But if you play like, I don't know, fantasy or something, and these guys were on your team, like this is probably something that made your week. And let, let's kick it off with Denver's Bones Highland. Bones, the bone man. The bone man uh, came through <laughs> and collected seven three-pointers on his way to 26 in a game versus the Jazz. So probably extremely good value there, either daily fantasy or even if you're season season long. And then Charlotte's Dennis Smith Jr. put up 13 points, nine boards, and eight assists in an OT win over the visiting defending champs, Golden State Warriors. Yes. I bet not a lot of people had their eye on Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, I put up 13, nine, and eight once. Against the defending champs of the... The Wiley. Well, it was an elementary school league, but uh, this is in fifth grade. You were counting assists in elementary school? Oh, yeah. I was. <laughs> dime! I would be like, you yeah, would I would shout, like, well, dime, count it. And I would go <laughs> by the scores it. table, and I would count the scores. <laughs> I'm like, hey, back. mark that, mark that, mark that. That's <laughs> a dime. You wouldn't get back on D. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Miles, Miles. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, what Miles, do you mean? Miles, you just inbounded assist? it to the point guard. He came up, passed it to somebody else who <laughs> scored. <laughs> yeah, that's a hockey si- assist. That's called a hockey assist, bro. <laughs> second phase, second phase, second phase of play. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So I guess, you know, let's get into the MVP conversation. Luke Cornett. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, did, did Yo, you he's see? changing the game. He's changing the game. Did you guys see that clip of Luke Cornett? I forget who they're playing, but he's he's a Celtics, 7-2 Celtic center who is... They're playing Cleveland, actually. They're playing yeah, Cleveland, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and he's contesting threes, just standing on the block jumping up when the person shoots from three so he's like you know 10 feet 15 feet away but i guess his theory of the case is that it actually affects shooting percentage because they can't see the rim when they when they release the ball and it just like disrupts something it feels like something i would do like from the stands and my high school basketball games because i wasn't playing i'd be like i would try and be do something on the sidelines and be like see i told you that works did he say though that was his reasoning yeah he did i'll say this this reminds me of something when you're a myself being a former college basketball player like you're taking a class and you got to do some research analysis on something and you're like right, i right. got an idea I'm going to I'm going to get my team and practice and see how many misses, how many makes and yeah, I don't I don't know. Is a shooter that shoots three-point <laughs> shots and being that far away, but yeah, maybe it works. Hey, anyone that's putting in f- extra effort or energy on any play, 
Unless he's supposed to be the right. one that's actually going out to contest that's the shot. Actually rotating or if this to the is shot. Affecting him blocking someone out to get a rebound, then I think that that's where you start to uh, right. that's where you start to pick and choose where you're putting your effort towards. It's also interesting that he's like going with a stats uh, explanation. He's like, Yeah, you know, the stats back it up because my guy, you're the only person who's ever done this, as far as I can tell. So, like, I've yeah. I've never seen someone do this before. So, are you just going off of the sample size of those two shots, <laughs> or what are what are we working with here? Did you see the the full quote? He said that was something that I started doing, and I've been told it works. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of came about it pretty organically. I've been told that it makes a difference from the amount of times I've used it. It seems to make a difference. Which, if numbers start indicating otherwise, then I'll adjust. I started doing it a little bit. But like two years ago and then last year, especially in the G League, it's not perfect every time, but we're visually dependent people. So got a little science woven into that. As somebody pointed out, it might not be the best decision because the reason they got two three point shots is because while he was jumping to (laughs) contest the shot, somebody was getting the offensive rebound behind him because he was was off the ground and putting his hands up. Hey, but it didn't go in. Yeah. Uh, other young people changing the game. Paolo Boncaro, seventh player in NBA history to start his career with five consecutive 20-point games. This is another example when Wilt is on the list. Wilt had 56, Elvin Hayes 10, and then you got Grant Hill, Dominique Wilkins, Oscar Robertson, uh, and John Williamson, who's not a name I'm familiar Super with. Super John but... Williamson, Annette. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Not the Australian singer-songwriter, according to a hasty Google search? Okay, good to know. <laughs> but should we talk the MVPs? I mean, we just talked about one. Okay, so Luke Cornett. Who else? <laughs> There's another Luke out here doing things. Luke uh, Doncic. Um, yeah. Just became the first player since MJ in 86-87 to score at least 30 points in his team's first six games of the season. And he's at, what? what is he averaging? He's like, Obviously, it's it's still early. We don't know if these numbers are going to keep up, but he's averaging like a Jordan in late 80s type number. I think. He's, he's like, close to 40. I think he's... Yeah, we just had Dallas, and he was... Well, he's a just absolute stud. I saw that game, and he looked like an uncle playing in the driveway with his kids. <laughs> he, right. Like, with his kids. uncle game is, it's wild. Like, at the moment, you're like, this guy's out of control. And you're like, that was the most accurate pass I've ever seen. He just wasn't. <laughs> Lasers. How we see, and he he's someone who, I, I think it's um, so fascinating watching him and then watching him being coached by Jason Kidd, because a lot of the same comparisons of just seeing a play plays ahead, right. a couple steps ahead, and hitting guys in stride, where they get the ball, how he orchestrates the offense. I think the balance with Dallas, though, still figuring out, like, how do you not make mm-hmm. this a, a such, you always want the ball in his hands, you want him to be incredibly high usage, but how do you balance that? And how do you balance that in the postseason um, of teams game planning against him in, in that capacity of just, you know, making sure you have some other relief points. And other night, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a really big game. Obviously, you got Christian Wood coming off the bench. Other, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, what they can do. But um, Luca is just like it's it's wild the things he sees. Um, I think he also just like watching how he adds some flair to stuff. Uh, but he he is just so right. exceptional uh, in the way he runs the offense and how they operate. And you know, for a Dallas team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year, just um, how they were playing, what they were doing, beating that Phoenix team, like all of that stuff. I think adding that experience to what they potentially could do this season is going to be interesting to watch. Right. Yeah, I mean, all the highlights are passes. I, and maybe that's because we're just tired of seeing him hit the same step back three over and over and over and over again. But 
Yeah, his passing. Well, 19 is, of his points are coming from the paint. He's only second to Giannis. Yeah, there. and he gets in there. Yeah, he's getting in. Because he's so big. Like, he's so big. He's yeah. not yeah. In, in, you make a joke about uncle playing, but I think it's because you think about yeah. him and he's not, you know, he's obviously not the quickest guy, but he he has such a level of strength and he knows how to yeah. use that leverage, his body. He can get anywhere he wants to on the floor and he <laughs> attracts. He's right. got so much gravity that you put some shooters around him. You got different guys, like, working that pick and roll game. Um, I think for all of those reasons, and Dallas plays super slow, like they're a half court team. Um, and a big part of that is just him picking apart defenses. But I think, you know, overall, it's his ability to, to be able to, you go back to, he's been a pro forever. So you look at his age and you look at how young he is, right. uh, but he has been in every situation, seen every defensive coverage. He's seen it all. And he has got the ultimate level of confidence and he should. Yeah, yeah for sure. Him and job both seem like they, when you're watching them, they're getting into the lane and creating space in the lane. Cause Jaws, the other person who it feels like at this point, we're going to be having a conversation towards the end of the season, barring injury. That's like, is it Luca or is it Ja this season for MVP? I was just calling a Nets Grizzlies game in Memphis. And I assume you guys saw this highlight. There was like a hundred throughout them. It was the first regulation game that two teammates, Durant and Kyrie had their each had. 35 plus him and Desmond Bain, 35 plus Jaws shooting the lights out from three, which good luck trying to ever guard him. If, if that remains a consistency, I know. but Tyus Jones, it was on the break. Tyus Jones tossed up a pass and transition for an alley-oop and it was like a bullet. So it was straight line. I was like, Oh, it's about to go out of bounds. This, you know, pass off. Ja grabs it with his left hand and was hanging. And I swear the ball was almost below the rim. Cocks it back, throws it down. It was like his ability to make the catch, finish it off, do it with the left. It was absolutely bananas. But that was just like a normal, that was just another play in the game for him. I mean, it's his shiftiness. And I think the thing we've seen about him, and you're starting to continue to see it play out, and with the rest of the Grizzlies roster, I think also Taylor Jenkins is an extraordinary coach. But he always had a really sophisticated understanding of the offense or the nuance of the game. It's not like he's just this crazy athletic guy that is able to score in different ways just because of that. Like his the refinement of his skills, the athleticism he brings to the table, and then just how he understands defensive coverages or guys or getting guys open. He is a special, special talent. Like I said, if he keeps shooting three-point shots like this, whew, watch out. Yeah, he's at fifty six percent as of this recording, which is and that's that's good, right? Fifty six. Yeah, I'm, I'm told okay. that like, if he keeps doing that, I think he's going to have that, right? a good season. <laughs> uh, um, over half the time it goes in. Okay, okay, yeah. Even if he's a thirty eight percent three point shooter, yeah, for his, yeah like, it's like, over even for if the it's league. Yeah. Where, I mean, that in and of itself. It's weird. It's like he could have a precipitous drop to 38%. Do you know what I mean about them both scoring in the paint on shots that like Jaws, like human highlight film part two, like doing wild things. But like when you watch him, like even that game when he took over against the Grizzlies, the shots he's getting are just he's using his quickness to create like six extra inches and then just like put a little like light touch like floater up in the in the paint. And Luca, similarly, a lot of the points that both of them are getting, they figured out something with like footwork. It is footwork. And Jack, like, I don't know yeah. if this is what you're talking about, Jack, but it, one, it's entirely footwork and the mechanics of it. But two, yeah. they, I feel like they get to your point, they get in the paint, they get wherever they want to go. And it's almost one of those things where it's not on their first or second move. And a defense then almost is so 
concerned about, okay, I think I stopped them in some way. Where are they going to kick it to? Where are the shooters? Who are they going to pass it to? And then it's that little like stuff at the end of the dribble of like, oh, wait a second. You you just left me with a window to get off this layup or take another extra step. They got such long, like Luke was just big and strong. Ja can take one step and he's like, go, go gadget legs and arms of being able to finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's, to me, at the end of the dribble, their footwork is so good. Their pivots are so good. Their understanding of that is that you're right. You think you got them bottled up, and then all of a sudden, they create like two extra feet of space to get a shot off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. You could you either get get hand, get served by your uncle or Spider Man. <laughs> either way, they're both. Which wild that we're you. comparing them in ways that we're like they're they're the most entirely different style yes, of player there's yeah. spider-man as ja, and there's and, yeah and the things you the say about thing, them though. are kind of the same yeah, yeah. which is wild yeah. it's like the avengers it's like yeah man you can have hulk and spider-man on the oh, same man. team like Don't they're both talk you know they do the their thing team man <laughs> <laughs> different ways yeah the league's over at that point all right well speaking of people who could do incredible things with their body and with dunks we got to talk about this so you you host a show nba flashback and you had a segment on one of the dunks from a moment that I think is seminal to any NBA fan who was like alive and following the league at the time, which is the yeah. Vince Carter dunk contest, right? Yep. I was in my freshman year of college. After every dunk, everyone was pouring out into the hallway, hugging each other, crying, uh, just <laughs> laughing, like just speechless. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was so much fun. One of the iconic dunks from that, he puts his whole forearm through the, <laughs> through the basket. And you talked to him about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So Vince, I've known for, we actually, um, obviously him playing with the Nets and, and covering the league and covering him, but we were able to call for Fox Sports um, the Junior NBA Global Championships together down in Florida. They had him uh, for a couple of years down there pre-COVID. And so dear friend of mine, I'm just so obviously, we're all in awe of his dunks, his in-game dunking ability. Um, I think the greatest ever, but the way he describes things, and that's what thanks thanks for letting me pump uh, NBA flashback because this was by far for many of the episodes my favorite because how he thinks about things, describes things, described his dunk was there with his his cousin Tracy McGrady talking through it, but just the the whole lead up to not knowing what dunks he was going to do, not pre planning. Their car didn't show up, so he didn't even get a chance to like go warm up, do anything, like go in the practice gym to do all the stuff and. And just all that led to that dunk that has become iconic. The reverse windmill, yeah. When you're talking the mechanics of dunking and that it's more than just I got crazy leaping ability and have an opportunity to to make these type of dunks because of that, because of God-given ability, it's the practice that goes into it. And that dunk contest is still, like, I mean, it was, to me, think about that. And that was also when the dunk contest in the NBA, like All-Star Gala, you're trying to get it more popular again and things like that. And, and yeah. Vince understood, I think, obviously, the magnitude of it and what that meant, what that moment meant. So just really, really cool to to hear him go through the the entirety of the event. Yeah. Do you want to play the Should we play? Yeah, let's, play, play, let's play the clip real quick. The last thing my coach, Butch Carter, said to T-Mac and I before he was going on vacation, because he said, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be on a boat. I don't want to have to get a phone call saying that you, you guys broke something because y'all doing something stupid in the dunk contest. Okay, cool. I said, I got you, coach. No problem. All right. Yeah, right. Whatever. So I'm thinking about, man, all right, I'm going to hang up. So I hang on this rim. So I walked it I walked it off, and I remember looking at the rim. I said, God, 
please don't let me break my arm. <laughs> you were rubbing please. your arm. You were rubbing your arm beforehand. See that swagger? He's looking at me like I'm supposed to say something. He's got the swagger. He's got it all. The same kind of swagger that the Dominiques and the Joints have. All right, Vince Carter with his first on the final round. <laughs> Ladies, wait, time out, time out. Can, can I take a time out? How can we take a time out? That was such a wild year, too, <laughs> for dunks, right? Because later that year, he dunked on Frederick Weiss in that oh, France game. that's right. Was that the when same year jumped, when he jumped over him? He jumped yeah, over a That was the 2000 footer. Olympics. I remember this is like peak. Like, I couldn't imagine things going wilder than that dunk contest. And like, watch him jump over a seven-foot man. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah. But even him talking, like, he was talking about the one of the early dunks, but he was going through his legs. Like, he was taking the ball through his legs before right. he was. And he's like, I was worried that my shorts were too big, and it was going to get caught, like, between my shorts. <laughs> so I was rolling, like, rolling up my shorts. And I think he he had messed up his hand. There was something with his left hand. Uh, that he, but there's just, and like, I think that's the beauty of getting inside stories of things because you're like, that's yeah. all you, you're like, this is that nasty, nasty dunk. And you don't right. think about all the lead up of the small details that go into it. Right. Because in my mind, he was improvising that whole dunk contest. I was like, right. okay, what's he got in his first one? Oh my. Oh, God. Well, he, yeah. he's like, no, I, that's the best dunk rehearsals. I've ever seen before. For his yeah, first yeah, one. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just off top. Uh, all right, um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap it out with the rapid fire round of questions with Sarah right after this. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Sarah, we're honored to have you in the quickest segment in sports podcasting, the rapid fire round of questioning, (laughs) where we're just going to ask you some simple questions and you reflexively just give your answer. This is a quick segment. We don't want to have meandering answers. And if Jack or I start meandering, it's going to be your responsibility to keep the segment going. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Ready. We don't have time to do anything more. Are you ready? Here we go. Start the clock. Jack, uh, you you want to go first? Can I go first, actually? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Thank you. Wow. That was see, normally we fight over that. Miles, thank you're you. meandering. <laughs> you're bro. meandering. Let's no, go. Thank you. Okay, okay, Sarah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, Sarah, look. <laughs> Here we go. First question. I told you I got you. <laughs> first, no, no, no. Hey, no, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you and you listen and you <laughs> understood the assignment. First question. Here we go. Start the clock back up. Coach Darvin Ham opted to test the waters with Westbrook as the sixth man. And Russ responded with 18, 8, and 8 off the bench in a fantastic win over the Denver Nuggets. Are you a believer in this path for the Lakers and specifically Russ? Or? I am. And gotta, I think the more okay. Russ excels in that role, which I believe he will, uh, the more he's going to buy in. And this is this is what's best for the team. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I, w- I wonder if the 0-5 was like Darvin Ham just being like, hey, like, okay, we can, we can try it your way. And and then and now like that's that's how you can fully get buy in with players. Sometimes you just, need to to see it. You yeah, live. Yeah, you yeah. just need to see. Color and see let the kids crash the car. Oh, you know how to drive? Okay, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Oh wow, you like one more of that? Okay, <laughs> you want to get to McDonald's? But yeah, Russ makes so much sense as like a change of pace. And think about like the guys you want to surround LeBron with. Like that's it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack, you really got to keep this going, man. All right, my yeah. bad. So. We have the official. So Luca, uh, as of right now, averaging thirty six point seven points per game. Uh, that's how he responded to the preseason MVP chatter. Where were you with the MVP conversation heading in? Does Luca have the ridiculously early inside track? Um, I would say him and Ja, him and Ja. Yeah, I think baby. it's right there. I can't. I think they both have the inside track. I think it's early. So I'm not a big fan of MVP conversations, six, seven, eight, sure. nine, ten games in the season. However, if, if you're, <laughs> no. if you're, however, if you're putting me to it, uh, to me, Luca and Ja are right side by side. I think we can call it. It's one of those two. Yeah. Let's just co yeah, co MVPs. Co MVPs. Yeah. The league the knows. All right, they're listening. Y'all just do what you got to do to make that happen, please. Will you? Um, and really important question. I uh, need to pivot to other sort of world news topics i hate to do this because uh, the world is a complicated place right now sarah is a hot dog a sandwich i've, I've heard this question a lot obviously just yeah. in people asking yeah. it yeah. Just curious. and shockingly yeah, yeah, i've never curious. thought what my answer would be because 
I don't know why I never anticipated someone would ask me it. You never know what you're going to do until it no. happens to you, you know? No, because my argument for one would say, yes, it's a piece of meat between two pieces, but right. it's not. It's folded piece of bread. Even if you folded a half of a sandwich, like it's still right. a sandwich. However, I'm going to say no, because I'm from Chicago and hot dogs are a big thing there. And when you go to the ballpark, you don't say, I'm going to get a sandwich and then go get a hot dog. Right. You say, I'm going to get Would a hot dog. Right. So it's, it's, one, it's its own entity. So maybe it's in the family of sandwiches. Right. Oh, like a cousin. Right. But in yeah. Chicago, like, if you asked people in Chicago, would they laugh to be like, why would you even insinuate or imply a hot dog? Is this I don't know. I've, just, to be honest, it's not a I know a hot dogs are holy business. That would, to me, that'd yeah. be like, is, is a quesadilla part, like a pizza. A or is a, like, it's, yeah. It, yeah. That's very or is different. a taco a sandwich? That's very different because it's crust and tomato yeah. sauce and cheese. That's a poor comparison. Yeah, a hot dog That's is a, a taco comparison. is one argument that I've heard. No. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. We have to keep, I'm sorry. We have uh, to keep yeah. this no. going. I'm just sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, uh, this is, you know, we, we, yeah, we do rapid. have to get to this next one. This is important. Uh, yeah. Finally, the, the last question uh, we need your answer on. Uh, Jack or Miles? Don't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You're we a do. team. That's true. You're a team. Yeah. So what's your answer? I, I can't. I I, I will refuse. We'll sit. We can sit here all day. <laughs> I won't. I can't pick a favorite. Uh huh. I can't. I okay. I can't pick. A so your answer is we're, we're a team. Jack and Miles, you're a team. Okay. Oh, but my name was first. Cool. Uh, Miles right. and Jack. I, I, no, hey, no, no, I need, no. Uh, it was so close. We've locked it in. We've I, locked it in. I need a win. I'm 0 and 13 and one. Oh, or really? 0, 13 and two. Yeah, do yeah. But we don't reveal that before. I don't want any Stop sympathy. Do people that. really Stop regularly pick that. Miles? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. For that sure. That's cold. Yeah. No, I, I asked my wife like uh, over the weekend. She picked Miles. It's I could see crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, um, she's like, well, I see you every day, hun. Yeah, she knows all <laughs> the know? good. She knows all the bad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Um, where can people find you and follow you and listen to your words and all of that good stuff? Find me on Twitter at Sarah Kustak. And that's with an H, S-A-R-A-H-K-U-S-T-O-K. On Instagram at S-G-K-U-S-T-O-K. Uh, my middle name is Grace. That's the G. And okay. yeah, uh, Yes Network. You can find me there. Colin Brooklyn Nets games, some other stuff on Fox Sports. Uh, we need to talk on CBS Sports, some Sirius XM NBA radio. And of course, iHeart Media Podcast. There. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's going to do it for us. You can follow us at Mad Boosties, M A D B O O S T I E S, on Twitter. Uh, and shout out uh, this week's listener, Seija no Kiseki. Right? Is that did I just at Seiji no Kiseki? Yeah, I think I just crushed that handle uh, for showing love to the show. You said Boosties is your favorite show. Thank you. But yes. is Miles or Jack your favorite? Let us yeah, know. Follow let that us up. Weigh in on that, that one. Actually, don't don't All bother. Right. It, we we can kind of assume that yeah, it's yes, me. Uh, so let's yeah, just yeah, move yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it's in poor taste for me to ask for that, knowing the answer's going to be me as well. So, okay. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for listening, y'all. We'll check you back next week with more NBA action, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.